Hello everyone and welcome to the Lightbringers Podcast episode 30 of Season 2. I hope you're very good and you're enjoying yourself. Today we are talking about important things like how to say people's names. Uh, that is the podcast. It may take not too long because there's only five of us here. And if you don't know how to say my name by now, you are fired. So, it's also that. Okay. Hebrew. Uh, what? Hebrew Actually, people really Latin. struggle whenever whenever I raid someone who I don't know. Like they say, a uh, Gbro. Uh, they yeah, say Gbro, but like it's, it's just a G. one e. Why would you say Gbro? I, I don't <laughs> know. Gbro. One e. Gbro. Sorry, o. not Ru. Gbro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, like that. Like oh. Angie Star wrote in the in the chat. Gbro. Well, also, like, J can be a Y in some languages, right? So, like, you could be, yeah, bro. Yeah, that's bro. How it said in, uh, that's how it's said in Holland. Yeah. <laughs> the Netherlands. That was the German thing. That was wrong. Uh, <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Librarians Podcast. Hope you're doing good. We got Boots, we got Kruf, we got Rookery, we got the Crichton Herald, a.k.a. Onyx, or the other way around. Um, <laughs> which is what that should have been. Today is going to be about... Well, actually, it's kind of... I was going to say part three of our kind of mini-series that we're doing about Guild Wars 2 kind of borrowing or adjusting things from other games, MMORPGs. I know people have enjoyed vastly uh, the past episodes of this as well. And I last, uh, last episode before we went live on Twitter, I asked you to pop some questions and comments on, and tons of people did. Um, when might not necessarily go through them all, but we're actually going to do a future episode where you're going to do Q and A. Uh, I would like to do that live preferably, but we'll have questions that you can have on the stream. If you're not able to make it and you just watch or listen live, forever so if you would like to do that in the comments below please chuck your questions and these can be about anything guild wars 2 related <laughs> specifically i know we turn to delve into other areas of life <laughs> at times um but yeah try and keep it guild wars 2 related if you can and we'll chuck it on the podcast that will come up in the next couple of maybe next month uh, towards the end of the month or maybe we'll make it a christmas thing make it a little bit fun we'll see Otherwise, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, do the things. Helps the algorithm and all the stuff. The show's getting watched by a ton of people. Appreciate it wherever you are. If you're on Apple Music, make sure you chuck a little review. Tell people how good the podcast is if you enjoy it. And if you don't, don't bother. It's fine. <laughs> you don't have to. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> do a mini intro. Like you got, like, tell us, tell us your main thing. What you do. Where you do it. Boots. How you oh, doing? I, What's going on? Hi. I am uh I, I do videos over on uh World of Enders on YouTube. And yeah, I make videos about Guild Wars 2 mostly. Okay. Used to be Minecraft videos back in the day. True. Really? I never knew that. Nice. With your yeah. girlfriend, actually. That's right. So I wait, I thought you said you never knew that. Oh. Oh, cotton lie. Caught I was in caught a in a lie, a huge lie, uh, which wow. has now been caught by people. Imagining like a bank robber or something, like as being as he's being escorted to the police car, being like, "I was caught in a bank and <laughs> I was robbing it. I am a bank robber and a liar." Who is now caught? Who is now caught by police? I was caught there. 
and also Kruf was there as the getaway driver. Can you tell us how I you... I was there. You were? I don't cool. currently have my license, so I'm also going to jail for that. Oh. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I don't think you go to jail for that, but that's okay. Ah. It will contribute, probably, to your ah. sentencing. Ah. Ah. Anyways, I do a lot of videos over on YouTube, specifically Black Elvis 2 and other MMOs. And uh, sometimes I'm also here on Twitch. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited today, as you can tell. Rookery, hello. Hello. How are you? Intro. We're doing intros, Rookery. We've been here hey for like there. 30 shows this season. And last Hi season everybody. was a lot as well. <laughs> I've never done this before. What? I've never done this before. Or have I? Who's the liar now? Yeah, that's right. Spit your coffee out, Jesus Christ. Hi, everybody. I'm Rook, and I'm here again. And I'm also a content creator, maybe a bank robber. I'll never tell. No, I'm not a bank robber, although that'd be really cool. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're disappointed I, I, in yourself. Well, disappointed. I wish I had like a cool dark secret that I could share with everybody, but I really don't. So, and it wouldn't be a dark secret anymore. I know, right? So it would ruin it. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I'm not lying about robbing banks, you can find me over on my Twitch channel, uh, Twitch.tv Rookery. You can also find me on YouTube and Twitter. Except oh. on Twitter, it is at Rookery underscore and. I just love MMOs. I play a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, a lot of Guild Wars 2, and I'm a big lover of story lore and all content casual to hardcore. So we do a little bit of everything, and uh, if I'm not live, I'm probably making videos, or I'm on podcasts or other special appearances around the internet. Excellent. Uh, first question from the chat is, is there ever an episode where intros and outros aren't complete shit shows? Yes, because sometimes we don't do them, so... <laughs> you made... Fornax angry wow. Obsidian. How dare you? Well, Fornax hasn't done Angel. their intro yet, and which is it. probably going to be fantastic, right? It's going to be amazing. Your turn. Be uh, we have right also Fornax end. here as well. We'd love oh, to do that. Thank you so much for, for remembering me. That's that's. Just what do you mean remembering awesome. you? I I wasn't at the end. I haven't even introduced okay, myself. Okay. Okay, okay, <laughs> Okay. Go on, okay, 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 okay. Okay, I take fine, it back. Fine, I take fine. it back. <laughs> it wasn't going to be amazing because it's already gotten off to a rocky start, but continue, Fornax. It's okay. Oh, thank you. Gosh, great. So that's me, Fornax, the Crichton Herald. I make YouTube content. And I'm going to be actually doing some live streaming on Twitch this weekend. Because I have caps to give away still. So I've got to do that this weekend. So that's uh, what I'm going to be doing. Hmm, I'm probably sure. going to be playing some Final Fantasy XIV and I'm probably going to oh, be cool. playing some Guild Wars 2. That's what I'm, that's the plan over the weekend. Too yeah, really play it. Hmm? Yeah. I might have to that's it. coordinate with you maybe and see what you're up to. <gasps> I also want to get into End of, um, Elder Scrolls Online. I know you play that oh, yes. and I have no fucking clue what I'm doing because it's been ages since I played it. If so if you want to yeah. hold my hand and take me through that, that would be sure. great. I'll join for that. I love it. We could do. We could do a Lightbringers invades. Oh, you know what? (laughs) I haven't touched ESO in some time, but I know what I. I know what I'm doing in ESO too. You don't have to know what you're doing. The game is piss easy. (laughs) 
Boots, are you the only one? Do you do you have ESO? Have you ever played ESO? I did play ESO, yeah. Oh, I think okay. everyone probably uh, tried it at some point, like right yes. at the beginning and just went, oh dear, I launch think, was I think bad. I picked it up when it went free to play for the first little bit oh, or whatever. The one time and, thing. Yeah. and then, yeah, it was, it was okay. fine. Well, okay. actually, okay. that praise, may come up today. Praise, well, ESO <laughs> will come up today in many different ways because. Da, 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 da. What features in other MMORPGs live services do you like that could be added or adjusted to fit Guild Wars 2's model? Oh, or just Guild Wars 2 in general. There is a bunch now, of stuff. What is... To clarify, okay. because I think there was some confusion, at least on the previous cast. There's um, about... always confusion. Oh, of course. <laughs> that's, our, that's our collective one, national state of being. But I think there was some confusion about the delineation here between features that already exist no. in Guild Wars 2, which was our previous topic. Yes. Calm down, G-Bro. Calm down. <laughs> um, yeah, bro. <laughs> our previous topic was about features that already existed yes. in guild wars 2 yes. that could be enhanced by drawing inspiration from other games that might have similar features mm -hmm. this topic is according to jebro different because <laughs> in is, some way it is features from other mmos that guild wars 2 does not already have yes. some kind of version of that we'd like to see brought into the game to broaden what the game offers. Did I get that right, Jebra? Yes, that's what I just said. <laughs> this is a very confusing structure. So honestly, I appreciate Rook's clarification because I apparently got it wrong last time. Yeah, that's what I chat, just said that. We all knew I was right, but that's I didn't okay. want to call you out, Crew, because I didn't want to put you in the spotlight on that, okay. but I could no, tell I that the last spotlight. week... Okay, yeah, I could just tell that last week you were like, yeah, bro, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, we already do this? Well, it doesn't... It like, at the end of the day, it was still good content, even if we're talking my about the content. That, my understanding no, is that no. this new... Uh, I, <laughs> You're just avoiding trying to do the question and answer stream, and I. No, I what do you I mean? Came, I was the one who came, instigated it. I came to the first episode of this. I'm literally the, the host. Yeah, the first episode of this, you you said we're having okay, an uprising. We're gonna do questions and answers Jesus. at some point, and I was like, okay, let's do it right now. And you said no. And then the second episode, you're like, okay, questions and answers, we're gonna do that. And, I, and then I said, it's okay, let's do it right now. And you said no. And then now you bring question and answers up Please. in the first five minutes of the show. And apparently we're not even doing it today. We never... No, no, no. I Question on... It was from chat in the live stream. It was, it was a jokey, funny thing. It wasn't part like of the Q&A. There's like 12 questions here in, in the document, I might add, that I am currently reading. So I'll tell you what. Cheers to you for at least fucking looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair and play, mate. And that's all you're going to get, is just a virtual cheers. Good job. GG, well played. <laughs> Like, Very seriously, good. that's sick. I'm impressed. You get Thank you. the first ever Lightbringer's Gold Star. Thank you very much. Oh, Fanfare plays. Is it going to be an enamel pin? Because uh, if it's enamel yeah. pins, I might start reading the document too. I'm just going to say, I've read the document every single week you've ever made one, Jebro. So if anyone wow. has an enamel pin... I'm going to actually... I'm actually I'll take gonna... lies for 500. From... <laughs> <laughs> She's going to jail. <laughs> She's going to jail because she robbed the bank. not a lie. <laughs> I will test everyone on all of them because I've kept them all. I don't delete them. They're just there. It's going to be a patient. <laughs> 
it's going to be a Patreon reward for one dollar a month. You can see all the past documents and how messy they are. Um, but they are the Lightbringer Bible, so it's it's important. It's page thirty of season two, chapter two, or whatever. Anyway. <laughs> So yes, no, it was an important thing to do uh, for Rook to clarify because sometimes I can ramble and uh, sometimes explain some things in a long way that many people don't understand. I would also uh, like to point out that I read your purpose. tweet. I read your tweet about this, and yeah. your tweet about this was also very confusing because it, the tweet That's mentioned the line funny. of something. It said something along the lines of "What can MMOs add?" So it sound it kind of sounded like. What can MMOs other add? MMOs take from Guild Wars 2? And uh, Okay, I maybe confused. I worded that different. Like, maybe I just did it bad. How about we figure out the topic but, like, I don't by care. talking about Yeah, let's talk topic. about it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> everyone ribbing We've me for my language and how I speak, the then chaos. that's fine. I mean, I'll take, I'll take it. I get it, everyone. I suck at explaining things. <laughs> I, no, I, I think we should continue to nitpick for the next 20 minutes at least. Oh, no, listen. This no. is Gibru's... Okay. Little Red Wagon, and if he wants to load it up with this topic, and he wants to pull that Little Red Wagon, we're just going to let him do it. So everybody, get on board, and now we're going to talk about things that Guild Wars 2 doesn't have in it, even though some of the things you put on this list, Guild Wars 2 does have an equivalent. (laughs) But we're going to talk about theoretically things that Guild Wars 2 does not have an equivalent of that could be taken from other MMOs. All right, everybody? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, Jobo, yeah. take yeah. it away. Okay, so, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the first thing, the first thing, okay, so the main games I was thinking about specifically, I don't know why I'm having, having, holding a small pair of scissors, but I am. Um, Final Fantasy XIV, ESO, Destiny 2, New World, Star Wars, World of Warcraft, Star Trek Online, etc., Lord of the Rings Online, whatever you want. Uh, think, but start thinking about that kind of stuff. Um... Right from the beginning of the game, well, the first thing you do in an MMORPG, before anyone gets cocky, yes, I know you download it, um, you, and create an account, you create a character. Obviously, Guild Wars 2 has character creation. I understand that. Is there anything that other MMORPGs or other character creators have that Guild Wars 2 could include in their character creator? Because it could be, you know, maybe it's not the greatest character creator out there. And there are other things that other places have. I'll give you an example to start, okay? So oh, Bless please. Online and other Eastern, I would say, kind of themed MMORPGs tend to sometimes have like a combat video to show you what the combat's like of the class that you're about to select, which is pretty cool because you're like, oh, that's flashy. I like big swords, etc. That's an example. What else could be an example well, to kind of, we'll just get this moving along, people. But to get people. that <laughs> idea and elaborate upon it, I actually really enjoy that concept. And I think yes. it would serve Guild Wars 2 incredibly well. And to take it a step further, not just a trailer for the professions themselves, but also the, the trailers for the elite specializations. So if yeah. you are selecting an elementalist, you could then preview the elite specializations that yes. you have uh, access to. That does bring up an issue is that heart of thorns never finished their trailers they only did like three of them um so i propose that we have a coalition of fan-made trailers that we submit for official documentation of the elite specs for heart of thorns this is good i like this i like this period there's a lot of those videos 
It's gonna take a long no. time to go through. <laughs> I actually do think that would be amazing because I've had a lot of new players coming in recently who are starting out on whatever core version of the class, and I'll hear from them like, I don't really know if I'm feeling this, and I, I'm not really sure. Like, I'm thinking about maybe making a different character, and I'll say to them, have you looked at the elite specializations? And many of them, right off the bat, just don't even have an idea that they're are elite specializations in the game if they're brand new they don't understand how that transforms the class how it opens up new things for the class and how the class you might end up playing can be radically different from just whatever weapon you happened to have or pick up in the beginning and whatever skills you used on your core class like you can completely change an entire experience of that class with the elite specs so yeah, I would love to see something like that where you actually do get a little preview. You get a little tidbit about like, yeah, this is the class, this is its concept, but there are tons of ways to build it. And at blank level, you'll unlock elite specs and then it gives you little like trailer previews for those too. It'd be so nice. Okay. Cool. I, did, I don't know if we need to talk about much more. Um, does no, anyone I mean, want to add to that? If they want to. I, I would yeah, say that uh, Final Fantasy also has um, in the, during the character creation process they yeah. also have different light boxes that you can try out the different color schemes of your characters, the hues of your character's hair and skin tones and things like that mm. so they have different light boxes and they also show examples of I'm going to say vanilla endgame armors mm. so you get the starting armor, you get like a, 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 like a cultural armor mm. and you get the the, the profession armor and and they also specify um as as was said what role they will be fulfilling so it, it but it's much more rigid in um, things like world of warcraft and final right. fantasy there's much more structure um and i would i don't know how i think i don't know how guild wars 2 would do that with the diversity of builds that are available even with the elite specializations so it's a bit of a crapshoot yeah yeah i think as long as the description is a bit more like a, a general sense of the profession and the elite specialization i think that'd be totally fine like what yeah. we currently have with the professions i will say it is funny that like elementalist says like prefers ranged combat and they get a dagger <laughs> for the very first uh weapon that they get so yeah. there are a little uh like disparities which are just kind of comical which you know, they're definitely outdated from yeah. when they were first implemented in the game. So a little update to that. And yeah, mentioning the elite specs to just give and give a broad overview of uh, each, like just a line for each one, you know? Um, and also for the races, maybe added for the races, um, just an explanation for new players that what a selection of a race means for the game for them. Like... That it is, it, there's no really, I mean, you get racial skills, but unlike other MMOs, there's no inherent values that are, that certain races have over yeah. others. And all it is, is it for storyline, basically, that you get the core storyline that's mm -hmm. different for each different race. Mm -hmm. um, and animations, I guess. But. Yeah. There are some things that I think I love uh, Fornex's su uh, suggestion of the different light boxes because I hate when you have a character creator and they don't let you try different light boxes. Um, I always end up having to like tweak the character later in 90% of the games. But I think there are also some other interesting things like ESO. I hear so many people say all the time that they find that character creator frustrating. I have personally always loved it, and I find that I can get some really fun characters if I, like, tweak it really specifically. But some of the things that I really love that they do are that they have kind of separated out 
all the different types of features. So you have like your actual skin tone, but then you have like skin textures and that can include everything from like, there's like an age bar where you can look all old and wrinkled, or it can be something where you even just look more sunbeaten or you have um, freckles or you have, uh, you know, patterned scars, or you can do like tattoos as their own thing. And then there's also these sort of accessories or adornments that you can choose to add that will show up in addition to other accessories, you know, like a nose piercing or, or whatever that is. So I really like it because I think that it separates out a lot of things that right now, at least in the Guild Wars 2 character creator, are still kind of smooshed together. Like, um, you know, if I love one face and it has this kind of makeup, but I can't get that kind of makeup on another face that I pick. Or if I really like the scars on this particular face template, I can't just have the scars on a different face. So it's one of those things where I honestly think the Guild Wars 2 CC is already really good, but they could separate out a few more of those things, add a few extra bars in. I'd also love it if they added in a couple more for the face, because I think it's, there's like one that's weirdly missing, and I'm trying to remember what it is, like something to do with like the mouth mouth height i think it's mouth height you can't like position the actual height of the mouth so if you make like a really strong jaw the mouth is just like still up there and there's nothing you can do about it so those things i'd like to see them add but honestly i think they already have a really good basis and they've been expanding it each uh you know throughout the lifetime not just in the cash shop version but also in the actual um core cc like we saw before end of dragons which is really good I would say that it's good if you pick a human. If you pick a char, it is rubbish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. certain races do feel a little bit more lacking. Mm-hmm. In Everything just bows to the Silvari. Whoa. Yeah, Silvari and human are pretty elaborate in terms of the yeah. amount of different mm-hmm. elements that you can... If they lamped in... Yeah, if they lamped in the kit, the makeover kit options into the character creator they would be much better (laughs) it would but it still wouldn't like solve the core problem that it's the same with world of warcraft they've they've actually been quietly updating their graphics of their their characters over time and they've been adding allied races and that kind of thing but they still they still have so many things tied in so that if they just do what what rook said and just separate them out so you can pick the eyebrows that you want and the eyes that you want Mm. and the and that kind of mix and match which i think things like um i think i think more like black desert online gives you such a scope and scale you can make absolutely beautiful characters right peak Mm -hmm. peak design as fugly as you want you know whichever side of the kink you fall on um (laughs) But yeah, but they I could do really do separate them out. That don't give you that power because it is a is sometimes I know we all love to have our fun, but it can be a little like immersion breaking in a way. So I also understand like the respect of like the aesthetic of the oh, game itself. I agree with you, but at the same time, Very Guild Wars too. At this point, it, at, at this, this point, structure, immersion breaking is not an issue. That, it's that, a, it's that is that should that, say, was there ever yeah, immersion? Yeah, yeah. We have jumped the shark. <laughs> I think yeah. immersion was like maybe launch <laughs> and then like as soon as the infusions came in it was like well you know we're over now now you can look like what a bee. I like, <laughs> what i like about guild wars 2 though is that i think it is still immersion the world is kind of wacky it's stylized it's a little weird it has a cheeky streak to it it has all kinds of you know strange hybrids of sci-fi and fantasy 
Um, it has okay. stuff that's in there just for pure humor. And so for me, I don't mind. You know, it's like, yes, you can if you really, if you try, you can make yourself look completely ridiculous. Um, but who's to say you couldn't do that in this world anyway? And you know some people would. So, like, it's yeah. totally fine with me. Um, Merrick, though... I do want to say, brought up in chat, something that I really would love as well. Savable character templates. Mm -hmm. So uh, you could save <laughs> a preset appearance. Yeah. Oh, please and thank you. As it is, oh, I just have right. to take screenshots of all the sliders. And I know, like, Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV, for example, has... That. Final Fantasy XIV has, you know, pre-saved character templates. So that even if you're just trying to make different versions of that same character to try out different classes or whatever it is, or you've tweaked your character in Black Lion, but you realized a week later that actually you hate what you did and you wish that you still had the same face and everything that you had previously, you can't save it and load back to it. So I'd, lo I'd love to see them do something like that. And to mm -hmm. kind of extend into another aspect of character uh, uh, visuals, yeah. wardrobe slots mm. that would actually save depending on the like the different gear equipments that you load out i know it's not exactly similar but in the same vein of having more options to further have more flexibility with your character creation and how you present yourself in game would be nice character creation is like a really for so remember when we used to have this conversation about steam and the average time i've always bring it up in some way shape or form so steam average time for when a gamer will play a gamer Play, we'll start playing and go, wow, I'm there. Uh, we'll start playing the game to leaving the game. It's like average 20 minutes or something silly like that. So character creator would actually be a good fit. Would you, if your character creator is solid and you enjoy that stuff, like, you know, you're going to be playing the game. You're going to be getting into the game. So if you can hook him in there, yeah, you can spend an the hour gameplay. in the character creator. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone streams here that does that, like, for just hours on end? Like, it literally, chat's probably going to say something about me doing it right now. Like, even if there is a tiny option to do it, it will take me ages because I will be there, like, bald. Hmm, don't know. Let's change the skin. Skin color. You know, I'll just come back around to being bald. And then it's just, you know, basic, you know, the legs okay and everything like that. Yeah, so uh, should I tell you what is a really, really good character creator that is possibly 12 years old? I think Merrick's going to probably check me on this one because actually Merrick's playing this as well. Star Trek Online has an amazing character creation, creator. It is so good because you can literally be different you can be different um starfleet such well actually it can be a, like pretty much every race well not every race but a lot of races from the tv series different generations as well so you can be like classic star trek you can be like next gen discovery you can be so many different ones and then some of the races from there as well but then all of the individual things that you can do like knee leg height leg width all of these different things and i'm just like this game is like 2010 man like they had like their character creation down and they like rejig graphics and stuff yeah sure the game is pretty old and dated in a lot of different areas but like but like man i was like this is cool like the actual characters old school character creation creators were actually really really involved and like warhammer and stuff as well back in the day cool that when describing star wars uh you um, were trying to describe we're trying to describe what you could change in the character creator and the first thing you went to was knee 
<laughs> yeah, it's the, I just got an image in my yeah. head because I remember doing that. Like, it, it, I also it was, was just, like, knee. I've got an only knees. I've got an only knee. It's, knee is my obsession body part. I've noticed that. Knee and chicken nuggets. <laughs> Your knees and chicken nuggets, I'm there. Oh, that is the only fans is coming soon. Only knees. It's only knees. If you do only knees in chat, there is a command for it. <laughs> that does, I think, bring up a good thing that they could consider adding, which, like you said, because you were talking about Star Trek Online, yes. so having all of the different iterations, which I think give you more variation within even a specific race, without having to add wholly new races to the game. Yeah. This has been a pretty hot topic in Final Fantasy XIV as well, because mm. they do have two branches of basically all the different races so kind of you'll see this in other mmos though because they'll have you know like elves and then there'll be like forest elves and then there'll yeah. be some other iteration right mm -hmm. so in you know 14 there's an equivalent where you you've got your you know two different types of mikote your two different types of elizin um those sorts of things and i think while they have added in two guild wars two more options that are inspired by the world of Tyrion where you know we got some new canthan sort of styled uh hairstyles and facial mm. features or you know inspired obviously by real world diversity um and peoples but also things like the char where we got those new kind of inspired faces for the char and stuff i think they could honestly lean even more wholly into that because as we were talking about with the tengu after seeing what they did with the Tengu and how they envisioned yeah. the idea of what species of birds would be, you know, native to these areas. Now let's make entirely different versions of Tengu for that. I would I love mean, to see them. You're touching on something that's probably the most important thing about what they could add to character creation that other... Well, Tengu. Other... I mean, that's Tengu. not what other games Tengu's have, is missing. it? No. Other games do add new characters. Yes, new well, races. yeah, actually, no, yeah, completely. Yeah. So, yeah, go off. I mean, but that's I see what Rick is saying with, within a, a specific race and, like, even with the Mordrum, like, the different textures of, of bark and, like, the, the natural elements of Silvari... I really enjoy that idea. So I would love to see them like expand that as well. Yeah, have almost entire different branches that you could pick. If they don't want to add new races, right? Why not start doing this almost where for an expansion we get something like you were saying, like Mordrum Silvari. And you could mm -hmm. justify it, you know, post Heart of Thorns, the people reclaimed and magic and they are that is good actually now. more friendly. Like there is a there's a Silvari who was turned and then at the very end kind of was fine, but there was still a physical change that yeah. went through with the silvari mm. and i think it's really cool i love that yeah emotion. i think you could totally you could have that. flame legion char with the aesthetic of the flame legion with the, the fiery yeah. limbs I, and the, that yeah yeah and, yes. yeah, and with the with humans obviously because humans are widespread and so diverse but you could even get i mean you could do something really interesting with that right you could have like an alonian faction that were all the awakened and have them be like undead you Holy. can have you know i think that would be so cool and i think it would yeah. also expand mm. out our own immersion and feeling of being connected to the world and the diverse creatures and people and you know all the inspiration for the different parts of the world that we see um and they could get really clever with it they could do fun stuff i'd love to see more um variety as well in the types of big cats that draw inspiration or types of cats draw inspiration for char yeah. so That'd be it's, awesome. I, I tweeted it... this the other day, and Bob, um, Bobby Stein enjoyed it, but I want okay. a Sphinx char, like mm. a 
bald, like kind of squishy. Oh goodness jar. gracious! Going bald on there. I saw that chunk you posted. It was amazing. It's, it's a unit. <laughs> I saw it too. This was like a, a picture Kroof put on, like retweeted on Twitter of this yes. like real chonky Sphinx cat. <laughs> oh like a... yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what, gonna, would... that's gonna be meme in the Go on, sorry. The coda. We could, we could, because there's a lot of <sighs> spoilers in the chat. That there's a lot of rumors that the non and the coda are the coden are one race. What if we could create a coden character? Even if they were able to as a, as a, as a thing, yeah, yeah. A lost tribe of the Norn. Yes, like if you could, because Norn are already pretty big. I think the head would be the biggest issue. That's all it that is, difference-wise, yeah. That's the biggest yeah. thing. But like the rest of the frame, I think you could keep relatively kind of close to Norn, and then you just—they'd have to figure out what to do with the head model. But that would be amazing because I—I have long wanted more with the Coden too. So I'm right there with you for now. I like them. And this is well, kind you, of the area there's a tonic like that you can play a Coda, and you can actually play in combat. So they have that that pipeline there already, yeah. at least provisionally sorry to yeah, yeah. yeah my only oh. issue with the coda as a playable rate well i mean as an extension to the norn maybe yeah it's just that they unlike the tengu which they you know gave a glow up to the coda are all almost identical to each other <laughs> in the way for they now. look right now. <laughs> for now for now because the tengu it would be interesting if they yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting if they do a glow up for them as well and then have to go back to all of the old uh, maps where the coda are and change each individually to, to match the new... Can you imagine... I guess we'd get a little close to Pandaria, but can you imagine oh. Panda, like, Panda coda, like, trundling I around campus? I would live. I would um, love that. And of I course, think, like, these are yeah. separate take races. My, take my money. Take my mm -hmm. money. They are separate races, but, you know, with separate races in the game, it often entails, like, different story instances and whatnot. But if there was this kind of, like, alliance race feature where you were able to just expand with the same rigging, I think it could be a potential way for them to add, quote-unquote, like, new races without mm. actually, like, fully like, going through the, that process. Um but I like this. This this fever dream is very entertaining yeah, to my head. These are the these are the these are the podcasts that I enjoy the most. Hence why we're doing it. <laughs> Can um, I suggest a a law a law in for all this? Can I suggest a way that they could shoehorn all this in? So, sure. for example, for the Asura. So we've just killed off all the Elder Dragons. We have one Prime Dragon who's doing all the magic filtration system thing for our planet, and now the people who were hiding underground from Primordus, the subterranean Asura could come up and they could look completely different to the Ooh, ones that came Asura. above 100. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because it was over and 100 years ago, so they'd yeah. at least have different accents, right? Uh, and they could have, no, but they could have a completely different culture. Wow. They could True. have a completely yeah. different culture, different yeah. tribes. Maybe um, a bit taller, a bit smaller, mm. a bit wider. I mean, a bit eviler, if possible. No, that's not possible. <laughs> They could feed them after like underground creatures, right? Where you get that kind yeah. of like pallid complexion and the sort of milky eyes and the a bit more they zombie -like. Can do something like that. Like real like make their eyes like really big and their ears to like catch sound or something. I don't know, they could do some fun stuff with it. Well, they just need to make naked back, mole rat style. Even more, yeah. Yeah. Well, we even more mole that. rat, mole bat, just everything. <laughs> just, just I think yeah. I think that would be brilliant. And I mean they could always, if they really wanted to 
tie them to i hated in world of warcraft how they did those they've since changed this in recent times which is good but for a long time you had to do these just exacerbating super frustrating dumb um rep grinds with all the different factions to unlock whatever the equivalent of that race was which i guess i understand from kind of a gameplay standpoint but they were so miserable to do and it took so long it was a huge fall-off point for a lot of players but if guild wars 2 just did something where those races were kind of tied to various expansions right you could always just justify it then if you own the expansion you could just be you know saying hey well if you've played through heart of thorns and this version of the um silvari came from like the mordrum version of the silvari right came from heart of thorns then we're just gonna wave this away as a post heart of thorns you know these were reclaimed or something like that and so you could do it with that without having it be tied to rep grinds have it be something that could either be story bookmarked and then it unlocks for your account from then on out once you've played mm -hmm. through heart of thorns the first time or something or it could just be something where if you own that expansion you have access to that new branch of you know character creation which i think mm -hmm. would be a nice extra perk especially because they don't do new races for a lot of the expansions so yeah and if they lovely. wanted to give more purpose to like mastery points they could also integrate it into like a more account permanent mastery rather than like a whole reputation grind as mm. oftentimes masteries are a little bit more accepted by everyone so yeah. i mean i would love like a, i would love a story unlock so if so the the community has been desperate to find out what happened to malik from the from the vanilla story the silvari who just appears who isn't who wasn't born of the tree but is just looks like a, another silvari if you could go on that adventure and go do that story and find out where malik has come from or go on that adventure and find out where the new the new asura are coming up from and you could actually like complete story quests and then unlock the ability to customize your character into the new into the new look so they don't have to touch the story you get the character customization and everything's kind of you know nicely fluffed with not too much hard work now that is something Fornax, you kind of touched on it there but that is something that we do not have in guild wars 2 and have never had in guild wars 2 the ability to change your race after making a character mm, which true please i i understand why theoretically because you have the unique core game and all that kind of stuff but honestly i think almost every other mmo allows you to at this point change like you know change the race of your character or you know to change the job or the class of your character as well so it's one of those things where i'm just kind of like I think it's time that we do this, even if yeah. it just means that it replaces with, I don't know, default options, whatever your core story was or something. Yeah. It's not like you can't already replay the entire story at any time on a whim, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So to me, it's just one of those things where setting your core, like that core story, resetting it, I guess maybe there could be some issues with achievements, but again, it's it's just one of those things for me where I'm going. They're account wide anyway, so yeah. Yeah, they're should... account wide. Yeah. yeah, you can see. I mean, one thing I I kind of want to push it onto other things because we we could sit here talking about this for a long time. Um, I don't think we could. I think we're we're at our limit. Uh, no, <laughs> we're good. Wow. I've got I've got things to add. Um, <laughs> oh, do you? Um, so let's hear it. No, that's well, no, no, no. People were talking about uh, you know auto 
all different kinds of skins and stuff and ESO has done a good way as actually has a really good way of making characters very very unique something that Guild Wars 2 could have and that's like personalities um so that you can have a personality of your character specifically which you can change so for example I have a personality for my Khajiit where he's drunk pretty much the whole time like in anything he does like you know he is just drunk he's sitting there like his idol animation is just him with a mug and he's a healer so he's like a drunken monk kind of thing and he's just there but he's also got but also I've got an elf and like the law behind it or like the canon I have made up is that he has been he's a zombie like he's a, he's been you know he's been taken over his molag ball has like taken him over he's like one of his disciples and he's just kind of this drunken kind of zombie skinned guy who's got this personality that kind of walks around and just pretends like i just do it sometimes randomly for fun and it's just wicked like there's so many different personalities you can have so that uniqueness of characters is quite it's quite special honestly It's, it's just very very cool and that's one way you can get rid of it kind of get around some bits and character creation by giving personality also mixing that with a skin and then mixing it with other things like mementos and stuff like that but you have your very unique animation where you can just pull all these different little tiny things together um to create your character in a, in a more wholesome way which is kind of it's really good will, so honestly very cool i will say making the old fisherman boots did it was difficult to make my character look old in guild wars 2 yeah, because it's like a young that. face and then like white hair yeah. <laughs> and the beard, yeah, which the is like are young, basically. And the beard look on the humans just looks like you know a twelve-year-old's grown face. <laughs> well, yeah, if they up some of those different options, and then you had something like an aged personality. I actually, I'm glad you brought up personalities, Jebro, because they are one of my favorite things as far as character customization goes in ESO. They're really great. There's some that you can get in game. There's a lot you can pick up from the store. Honestly, I think they could make even more of these. Some of them even change the actual base animations of emotes that you do. So if you are a, you know, if you have the mage personality on or whatever, um, a couple of the emotes that you do will have a more magical effect to them, or you'll use magic when you do the emote and stuff, which is very cool. And it just, it really does add that extra layer to a character that I haven't actually seen pulled off in any other MMO. And I think Guild Wars 2 could do a really cool job with that, with having that kind of personality default yeah. animation override. And they've got, like, loads of new emotes that they're putting into the game. I mean, maybe we can push... I'm trying to think where I can link this in now to something else, because I feel like it might be necessary. Um, mm-hmm. But you can... There is loads of stuff. You know, they're coming out with different emotes, you know, the shiver emotes, all this different ones we can see on chairs now different things and i'm sure this is something they can think about but then you've got to think about implementation and i think eso is very unique and it's the wheel that you can access and then you can kind of have those different options of going out to the like get a potion or get food and then equipping a memento or skin or whatever and it's even more detailed now it's pretty good um talking using eso as an example for things ESO definitely has its other side of not doing things too well in different areas but so do all games um so we're not just like harking on eso as like the best mmorpg out there just in case you're thinking hey guys i'm talking about guild wars as well but we're talking about things we can add very cool thing um i'm gonna push this on uh there's something actually like funnily enough from eso <laughs> just like a community goal um and actually Kruf uh reminded me of this i think it was last week of the week before talking about the boss rush um oh yeah as something you didn't see i'd 
I do remember stuff. <laughs> like, you know. Apparently, I did not. This is my this is part of my job. Fortunately, I don't I don't always remember stuff, but like with clients and stuff like this, it's okay. Um, but ESO has like a community event, so I think they had one just recently. I'm not sure if it's still going. I can't remember. But you basically push to get a goal completed. Oh, in ESO, it is a tour tourist achievement. You have to go around all the basic like all the main POIs of a map as a community, and so many people have to do it to get this kind of bar filled and once it gets filled everyone in the community gets a house or everyone in the community gets a mount or everyone in the community gets x skin or whatever mm. which is very cool um and then i was thinking about what creep said with the boss rush event and how it was just a kind of this once or twice i think maximum thing maybe two i can't remember um and how we don't really have those community push events i think other games i don't know if final fantasy 14 does i can't remember um i think star trek online did a couple of times but i really like that specific thing because it felt very interactive it was like they had drops on they were like yeah let's get rally together and just run around this zone is the first thing i did i jumped on stream i was like yeah cool this is a really engaging fun thing today everyone's just kind of running around but in the new zone as well so it was the brand new zone with the chapter this year um so i don't know like community kind of push events Guild Wars 2, would that be suited to Guild Wars 2? Guild Wars 2 does them and has done them. What? What so, yeah, Jebro. Yeah, Well, I mean, it's done <laughs> the... It doesn't continue Whoa. to do them. Go on, then. Well, I mean, we've had, we've had the boss rushes. We've had... We've had one of them. I would like to. I mean, to, they like. do the Extra Life events. They've done... I mean, they, they <laughs> do a variety of things where we have done it. Now, I understand in the in what you're saying in that the scale is maybe not as large like mm. in ESO they do these really big events and they usually pair them with some kind of like very visible kind of campaign right where they're doing yeah. streams or they have devs doing stuff and then they have these community goals where they unlock various tiers of very cool rewards mm. so um even in chat we saw the mention of the Sigic house they released an entire yeah. massive player mansion yeah. that if the community was able to do all this stuff together and do all these types of activities and game together and fill up all the bars then everybody would get this huge reward so the scale in eso is definitely bigger and i think they run them more frequently but we have seen guild wars 2 i think encourage players to do different types of things you know like do this kind of content or do these things and you know reach certain community goals i think in the past that the rewards just haven't been super good maybe that's maybe yeah. that's yeah because now world v world has been coming up in my mind as well i guess maybe when i think about the events i don't think them on as them like uh yeah i think extra life is very different yeah because it's cherry base it's not it's kind of like you're still founding and paying for it. It's more of a very specific thing. It's char- yeah, it's, I don't feel like that's the same. But the World v. World stuff, boss, boss Rush, definitely. Um, and the World v. World stuff as well, you know, when they had seasons back in the day, I would say that's kind of community-focused as well. But they just don't have them consistently, I think, sometimes. There's no, like, you know, this is going to happen this year. We kind of think that, you know, every festivals. so often... Festivals, the festivals kind of fall in their own category. Yeah. I guess so. I guess so. These felt a little different, and I always remember them being very easy to accomplish, mm-hmm. and that it it was pretty. Sh- it, I don't know. The rewards were not. I think that was maybe an issue. Like the rewards weren't as maybe it was. enticing for the entire community. And I loved the world boss rush. I think it was really cool because you got like more XP, more currency, and all that stuff, which is very useful for mm. newer players. But 
did we ever have like a raid rush or like a strike mission rush? Like I'm really interested in the in like prospect of like bringing that to endgame where for like mm. that week all of the raids reset daily so like you're able to catch up with legendary armor and just get all of your insights and like provisioner tokens that you need and then maybe at the very end if the community kills like x number of bosses all together yeah. you can unlock a mount by purchasing it with magnetite shards or something like yeah the idea of like funneling people into perhaps mm. game modes that have been a little bit quiet maybe that could be like one way to like push people into it and like also show them all of the improvements with like the emboldened system, fractal instability changes, general strike mission changes and all that stuff. But I love the concept of community events and I would love to see them expand a little bit more because it's just like nice to visually see and like be like, Oh, there's a big thing going. So maybe the implementation because I was technically kind Maybe. of wrong, like, you know, as Rick and you're pointing out, like, I'm technically kind of wrong, but the implementation maybe be the difference there to have the addition to Guild Wars 2. There you go, I'll switch it up. Uh, like, the, uh, rather than the, the, the event completely, because I think there is that idea that, you know, you don't know sometimes, which is, you know, part of Guild Wars 2's problem, uh, that they don't communicate what the fuck is going on in the game mm. <laughs> to the players that play it sometimes. Um, and, you know, so that's that's kind of just that concern, which is, you know, always been yeah. something specific, but, I guess. I, I, so, yeah, obviously we've had things like it, and but uh, more more would be nice. It's true. More more would be nice. Like, uh, bring back the Ellen Keelville, because like we talked about last that's time. That's a yeah. la- la- Like that. we talked about last time. She's been in power for too long. I think it's time for another election. Yeah, like how many years is that? That's like longer than presidents. That's longer than prime ministers now. Yeah, did they like, they didn't well specify that was a lifetime appointment. And I don't think I would. I mean, I did vote for Ellen Keel, but I don't know if I would. Wow, necessarily wow. Vote for her. how and dare you? If I know it was a lifetime appointment. Ellen Keel has been like leaving Lion's Arch more often than Evan Nashblade. So like, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. is that the duty of like, the year of Lion's Arch to go out on expeditions it and missions. I don't know. Is it, is it a duty? Or That's is the it thing. for them to leave from base, like Logan Thackeray and the Pact? Okay, cool. So a donkey mini event. <laughs> Good point. I will say, Thank you. I will say they definitely need to do something in between the lulls of content release. So if these could be, if this could be filler content to just get people interested and keep is, people's yeah. interest in the game... Just do it, yeah. I mean, giveaways, twitchy, streamy things, and the like. Sorry, Rook. No, why are you apologizing? I had a thought. You were already talking. I'm sorry that you're putting your finger on your chin. I'm British. I'm British. We apologize on reflex. Carry on, dear. No, wow. you're great. I well, that's where we get it from. Oh, I'm from London, um, so it don't happen as much. No, I was, I was thinking about something that. As I look over the list, I want to make sure that there's not something else. It's kind of tied to community events, though. Okay. So in... I don't know how I actually feel about this, so I'm curious to hear what you all think about it, because I've been on the fence, but I do think I like it, but I don't know for sure. You don't sure. know if you like being on the fence, or you like the idea? This idea that okay. I've seen recently <laughs> in a game. So Destiny 2 has started doing this thing where for their like limited seasons as it were right you have whatever activities and then they have the achievements for that content you know whatever it is um 
So if you play over the course of that season and you achieve those achievements uh, during it, you then get the option to buy IRL merch that is unlocked only if you have gotten that achievement. So you do this achievement and you get a... Yes, and you can buy from a store a model replica of this gun or this thing that's significant to the achievement or whatever it is. And then um, you have the option to pay real money because you earned it. In, you earned the achievement in game to then get that reward, that badge. Wait, is that, that on the season pass? That... Is that this completing the season pass itself? I think it's just part of Destiny 2 as far as I understand. Oh. I have some friends that like buy this stuff. Um, you know, there'll be like cool limited items or unique things or whatever it is and statue yeah like if you earn it then you can get it um you can like buy it and have that as an irl achievement in your house so while i Mm. don't necessarily i feel so on the fence about it myself because part of me is like hey play our game so that you can unlock the opportunity to spend more money yeah (laughs) Yeah. but another part of me knows that people really enjoy that and that i do feel like sometimes there are huge achievements that you achieve in a game but they feel very intangible um so it's it would be nice to have like a trophy of whatever thing you achieved you know i but also i feel like a lot of those people might there might it might be worth it on the resale if it's limited achievements like that <laughs> you you spend you know that's 30 30 bucks to buy yeah, whatever I mean. trophy it is after getting the achievement and then there's probably some people who are very interested in collectibles i know a few who would then pay you 90 dollars for that 30 dollar thing that you might yeah, it's, okay. it's the yeah. same that they bought i no, i'm that's not <laughs> no. <laughs> oh no you went okay um i think personally uh... See, when you initially said it, I was like, ooh, one, I didn't know that. So now I'm going to go check and I'm going to be like, cool. I don't think I'm going to be able to get that because I think I'm a bit late to the day, late to the day, late in the day now getting to it. But another part of me is like, kind of like my skin kind of crawled as well. Because I was like, at the same time, Mm. I was like, ooh, money, ooh, access and ooh, time. And then it was like, hmm. I'm not sure if I like that, but if the merch was something that wasn't like, you know, special enough to make people feel not excluded from the thing, then it could work and that could be quite cool. But I'm also not sure about the money. Now, I've, if I think if they had tied it to charity or something like yeah. that, mm. that would be very cool. And I would I do mean, that for sure. I think money yeah. is by default an excluding factor like collectible editions like collector's editions being priced at like 150 dollars 200 dollars so yeah. i don't think yeah, it's, it's like not like that, that different it, it is definitely different from the player's perspective because mm. i actually never heard of that system mm. and that's actually a really cool concept because as you were saying a lot of these things are intangible because they're online and having a physical representation of it is would be pretty cool but it's like I don't know. I feel like it's uncharted territory because it's like I've never ever thought of that. Yeah. So, I, I guess the question is handle that. I guess the question is c- compare buying that merch. Let's say let's call it merch for now. Oh, achievable merch. Uh, compare buying that to merch that isn't locked behind an achievement. Wh- is one worse than another? It depends on how difficult that achievement is. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I, I don't know the achievement, so I can't really. I can't. I play the. I play the game now, for really 
Well, I did my first raid. I did my first raid with the Rook Peeps on, on Monday. It was very cool. Yeah, because um, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and say I don't think the, th- the fact that it costs money outside of the game is problematic because you get an achievement in the game. It's an out-of-the-game out thing that you're trying to buy with money. Yeah. They're two different things, right? Oh, it's linked. Well, the achievement is linked it's to the linked. thing. You have to complete the achievement within yeah, the, the season. Right, yeah, but, you don't, but you don't have to buy the thing even if you completed the achievement. Yeah. No, you don't have to buy it. So they're forcing you to swipe <laughs> yeah, that credit exactly. card. It's just outside-the-game merch that you may want to buy. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You played the game up to this point. Door. You must like, buy this thing. A... <laughs> they just deliver to you. Yeah, they just do that thing. They deliver to you, and they're like, "Yeah, we're taking you to court." Yeah, it's <laughs> just it's it's just another court. way for the game company to make money, which is something all game companies try to do. But in fact, it's more limiting to them too, right? Like they're going to yeah. make less money because of the fact that it's <laughs> hidden behind an achievement. Depends on the yeah, how many they have to produce. Because obviously, like how many do you have to produce in one go, in one batch, before it becomes unprofitable? And then is it like, oh, we're making so much money, it's just a cool extra thing. It doesn't matter if it's profitable anyway. So it's like there's all these questions. It's very interesting. I did not know that. Thank you for that bit of information. That was that is I kind of. Yeah, I have. I just have those two different varying feelings. I think we're all on the fence about this. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I have my light bulb. I have my light bulb out because I have a solution. Oh, I have formulated a solution. Um, So, what I would do is I would to to kind of make it less horrific, late stage capitalism. Um, I would. <laughs> Thank you. I, you're quite all right. Appreciate that. I, I'm here to help. Um, <laughs> I would make it so that so they have a lot of internal art that they do. So you could have the the community fulfill a certain set of criteria, mm-hmm. and they unlock some online wallpapers and screens for your computer for everybody for the entire community gratis free of charge new art new behind the scenes art new concept art and then you can also put prints of the art for people who want to purchase it and have a charity element linked to that so that you can purchasing these would help a insert specific charity so the community gets something gratis that is virtual so there's no Mm. cost uh, specifically other than putting it on the website and hosting the image Um, and they can also have money and revenue from the art sales less horrific yeah, I like I like the whole cherry angle. I think that would I think get, for Guild Wars two that would work really well with like extra life or something as well. No, that mm. actually would be like a genuinely pretty cool thing. Um, and you're gonna know they're sort of sat on loads of art, right? They're squirreled it away somewhere. I mean, yeah. Oh no, maybe. yeah, absolutely. If it's not already up on the art station, <laughs> you can win it. Mm. At, like you know, if you go to their things, I've got literally a piece of art there which I won from. <laughs> So you're just sitting on my wall I've never seen before so I was like yeah they're definitely like yeah um cool okay yes I like that addition we're gonna we're gonna push on we've done the community thingamajig events stuffs <gasps> okay um do, 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 do. I had companions I know Guild Wars Guild Wars how to had companions uh ESO specifically obviously has companions now as well like when I say Guild like Wars henchmen? Com- like, I'm talking about henchmen, I guess, oh, okay. yeah. Um, but it's not really the same. Yeah, it's not really the same. But, like, a little kind of... Or like people that kind of follow... I'm not sure... I don't think Final Fantasy X has them. 
Do I have companions? I don't think so. I'm not later in the game, so with Final Fantasy XIV, I'm always questioning whether or not these things have been introduced, and I'm just like, hmm. But, hmm. like, for solo players, and we were talking about this last week, you know, how MMORPGs are changing from this very, it can be a very solo experience. Um, our companions are a thing that, you know, players could have, like, I'm, and if people don't know what a companion is, if you've played Skyrim or you've played Elder Scrolls Online, for example, you have this person who kind of wanders around with you, they do a bit of damage, they do a bit of healing, they might tank, they might do different roles, they actually go into dungeons with you and fill out the actual person's role in a dungeon uh, as AI. Also, do, they do that in Trials, which is their version of raids. So you can technically go into a dungeon and you can have two of you with two AI characters. And you can probably do it pretty easily. Um, but yeah, I'm just wondering, is that like anything that is needed in Guild Wars 2? Would it be a fun thing? Is it, Or is it just like, eh? No, personally, really. personally, I don't think it... Guild Wars 2 isn't designed to need it. Right. Uh if it comes to a point in the future where the population drops off significantly, maybe they'll introduce it, but <laughs> that's how I bad avoids actually... it. Well, I would argue that though, because I think there has been a notorious stumbling block in the game in Heart of Thorns. A lot of players mm. who are, you know, new or fresh to the game, especially now that there's not a wait time, right? Like you're gonna jump straight into Heart of Thorns as you complete the living seasons and everything. Mm. A lot of players do notice that there's a massive difficulty gap for them in survivability and being able to explore the maps and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, as well as I think sometimes players may be having a bit of difficulty. Now, I myself was, you know, I've, I've gotten through, I think, all of the story instances fine, e even when I've been solo, although it definitely can help if you have groups. But I have noticed that sometimes I have heard people that for whatever reason get to some kind of story beat and are just stuck on it and stuck on yeah. it and stuck on it and they just stop because they're like i just can't get through this instance and maybe that is just that they're missing a fundamental mechanic of course you know looking it up or trying to see if you can get people to go with you can be a big help but i do think that something like companions helps empower just like we were talking about recently this new wave and or the possible future of mmos the idea of a world in which you can play together but you can also choose to adventure alone so I, I think it could be a really good addition. One of the things that I do like about these companions in ESO and even in Guild Wars 1, they had their own little stories, their yeah. own little side quest personality. Mm. Um, you can equip them with different things and kind of set their abilities to complement yeah. your play style. And, and you level them up as well sense. in ESO, right? Mm -hmm. So you level them up and you pick their skills. It's like having a little Tamagotchi. Like, do you remember that? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, because I'm not massively into companions in ESO, but when I get into it, like, I get into it, and you're right, there's, like, an entire storyline that comes with a new chapter, and they introduce these new ones. Sorry, I mean to interrupt. But, yeah, it is it is pretty cool. Yeah, sorry, continue. Love them. They're good stuff. I mean, I do agree with Boots that it's not necessarily a necessity at this mm -hmm. point, because there what are What if you could have a naked Farron? Oh, okay. Well, no, no, it's a necessity. I have that in real life. I have See? that in real life. You have a naked parent? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fine. One thing that it's would make this closet. really hard... You have to blow it. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> one thing that would make this really hard is the fact that Guild Wars 2 has massive scale open world content on a yeah. level that yeah. most other games don't. And so I do think that would make a lot of these meta events, it would destroy balance. It would destroy, you know what I yeah. mean? If you, if everybody had a companion with them, 
So I think there would have to be some limitations and how exactly they would do that. I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think if they kept it to story instances and to. dungeons, it would probably no, be... No, dungeons wouldn't be so bad, yeah. ...perfectly fine. And there actually are old chat codes where they were originally designing henchmen for Guild Wars 2, but they kind of dropped it. And surprisingly, like if you think about the Jade Bot, it was almost a henchman in a way because it was going to be a permanent feature that had like Mm -hmm. abilities and did things but then it was kind of taken in a different direction to just give you buffs and i i kind of enjoy the idea of having henchmen more than just a jade bot that just gives you a buff because there is a bit more player agency and choice over like choosing a henchman and maybe equipping it with certain skills Mm. Um, and i think for dungeons and story missions it would just it would be nice to be able to go back and do that content without feeling like, oh, well, I know I can't solo this dungeon, but I want to go and collect stuff for maybe armor yeah. pieces and whatnot. So if they were to test it in any place, probably say dungeons. I, You know what? There is... Okay, so although I think it's not necessary in the game, dungeons and story steps where people get stuck on... I Currently in the game, you have NPCs that follow you along on story missions and follow you along in some dungeons that help quote unquote they might resurrect you blinking twice and then just casting one ether bolt every yeah. five seconds and then they so, get stunned in the fire and fucking die they do not help they do not yeah help. right so if if they could make those better in or like maybe just a checkbox option where it says hey actually help me out this time please <laughs> <laughs> And they actually uh, updated Marjorie. I feel like that should be baked into the game. <laughs> yeah, no, but, I, but that, so they could do that. But but honestly, Funny honestly, enough. I think that the Tamagotchiness of henchmen's is an added little bonus to the idea of henchmen's over just the NPCs actually helping you out a little bit better in the in the mission. It's about customization, right? And like yeah, just those yeah. extra yeah. fiddly little bits that you can do. It's like we were talking about with personalities and stuff. It's just that extra little bit of like if you've got a choice of companions as well, like and you start to grow after a while, it's just another way of you know making your character feel very unique as well, which I think is kind of it kind of makes that experience special. It does help people to a degree get through content, but I think a lot of the time it's like. Yeah, I, I would like if they if they're gonna be they have to be useful and good and well done. But like you know, I think ESO has a nice little balance. I really like selecting abilities because like there's different classes as well you can have and dependent on weapons. Obviously, because in ESO you can like you know have a healer just because you put a healing stuff on them. For example, you know it's it's like quite cool. So if you wanted to just have do damage and you're worried about like something coming up and CCing you or doing a ton of damage on you. You can send in, like, your companion can go and attack a tank like it's a pet, basically. And then mm. you just do the damage you want to do. So it's, it can be quite... So it can change the way you play, specifically. Especially if you're someone who isn't in, into, like, kiting or, you know, is worried about taking damage and stuff. You can just sit back and, like, you know, just bash away, basically. So like new players and experienced players will feel a little bit stronger. He gets my vote. I'm sure that they could think of some technology to kind of mitigate it for like world bosses. Like it's like uh, you know, um, miniatures disappear yeah. when when yeah. when the map gets just turn them off when yeah. it, when it's a world boss or when you go into the area of a world boss, they just they'll see ya and off they go. You know, but I'm I'm anything that makes the the, the game 
easier for for new players to get into and and adds a bit of interest and fun elements so you could have a tank or you could have a dps or if you if you want to actually play a healer leveling then you just you get a tank wait oh that would have changed my experience yeah oh my gosh i actually leveled a healer my first character i played him as a healer it was excruciating. <laughs> For it actually opened my mind. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, because they those roles do exist in the game now. At at like during metas, uh, in raids, etc. The and the game teaches you that they shouldn't exist when you're leveling. You know, it teaches you. Um, you well, you don't need any healing, or <laughs> it teaches yeah. you don't need any. It's like cut. you don't need anything until you get to Heart of Thorns. Yeah. Then yeah. we suddenly take the game seriously. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm gonna push this on to another thing. Okay. Um. Do 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 do. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go past what Guild Wars one features could be in Guild Wars two. That's actually the first podcast I ever did. I actually forgot I actually did that podcast. It was the first ever episode. Might revisit that. I just I want to bring in housing because it's it's an important thing because it's a big it's a big thing. Um, I think out of anything, it's probably the biggest feature in Guild Wars Two that would just catapult the game into people like one. Yeah, all about that animation is so smooth as well. I really like that. It's all about. Thank you. It's not just about the money though, as well. It's about, and it, but it is, I know, and obviously longevity wise. But you were talking, uh, Fornax earlier about even players engage between patches. Housing is literally one of the best ways of no, uh, like of doing that because you don't have to promote it for a start. I mean, you can obviously say, you know, you can build your house and there's loads of new stuff, la la la. But like you, it's there, it's always there, and it's always something you can always cu- customize. You can make very specific to yourself. You can have it as part of a guild, part of yourself. Like you know, it's an, another extension to your character. Um, it could offer you different buffs and boons and stuff, maybe outside in the world. Which you know, very many different games have these things. So like, I'm gonna give you an example of housing. I know I always talk about ESO housing, but. I actually really like this feature in New World, which is basically you can craft a furnishing which gives you bonuses out in the world in open world combat and gathering and crafting. So you can get a bonus to gathering things. For example, you might be able to get an extra thing or in combat you can do do a little bit of extra power damage. You know, you can get these different buffs and stuff, which is so cool. And it really may incentivizes crafting or at least engaging in the trading post and also just the whole system as one thing because you're just like oh if i can get a little bit of a bonus we're gonna do it we min max that's what we do as mmorpg players and it's crafting as well you know so you can buy these things off the trading post you can get them with your friends really keep bought like made a bunch of them for a ton of guildies and we've just got these things hanging on the wall so you can see them and you can be like yeah you've got bonus to power and all this kind of stuff but that's just one tiny thing because there's just so much other stuff that you can do with housing. So housing, good, yeah. Guild Wars 2, do we need housing in Guild Wars 2? I mean, clearly we don't because we don't have it, but... True, um, it's a want. It's a a definite want. I mean, we have have guild halls, but those are tied to guilds. We have the personal instance, but that's kind of... 
it's just basically a section of a map that yeah. is filled with nodes. nodes. Yeah. Um, and then we have, you know, like Arborstone and stuff. So that's a little bit more personal, but it's also still a shared area, right? Yeah. It's, it's, mm. it's basically a player hub again. Yeah. It, it would be nice to have something that's just your own. And that's not just a generic section of a map that's full of nodes. And you would store your henchmen there. Yeah. That would be fun. I think adding housing could revitalize and re-energize every single game type. They could have loot specific to um, vanilla, the vanilla game, and you can only get it in the vanilla game. Loot specific to Heart of Thorns, loot specific to World v. World and PvP mm. and raids and fractals and, and collections and, and loot specific to when you craft a legendary something, legendary happens in your, in, in your house. Oh, For example, like, like so um, with the That's artifacts cool. weapon system in World of Warcraft, you you go to an artifact hall and there'd be like a row of the weapon skins that you collected and they'd be there sort of... But, really? Wait, is that, that's not in your house. Wait, what's the place no, you're no, talking that- about? So that's World of Warcraft, oh, really? and that is in the in the order in the order oh. halls. The and uh, your artifact weapons, so yeah. um, uh, they, they display all the different ones that you'd managed to collect doing all the different oh. achievements. That's cool. So you could have like trophy rooms and achievement things mm. and specific decorations, and of course they can make a shit ton of money from the from the from the gem store by having seasonal items. And um, I, I mean, I really would want a better balance than they have with mount skins. There must be things in game that you can get the majority of which I think, but I yeah, really like that. Yeah. Horses. Horses. I am. I'm not, a, uh, I speak for those who do not need or really want player housing. Um, okay. but I do understand that for the sake of a game's longevity and just with the culture of like, what, people like right now it's like a, a lot of customization a lot of we'll get you into a player housing where you can kind of build your own establishment and hide and store away and show off if you want all of your achievements and that idea has progressively grown on me yeah so it it's not something where i necessarily want it because guild wars 2 is already like super fractured in all of its instances and I do enjoy seeing like populated maps and whatnot because uh, it keeps your attention. You're like, oh, maybe I'll go do this event. Um, but I think at this point in the gaming culture, um, personal housing is uh, probably the best strategy to to go down for. It's uh, just so gem good. Stores and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it would make them a bunch of money as well it if they sold stuff. <laughs> yeah, they would. I mean, ESO like I still like ESO's crown store is awful the stuff is so expensive it's really terrible but people pay the money (laughs) they really do they pay so much money for a fucking chair and i'm just like how or even a house i'm not talking about like 20 dollars like for a house right you can earn some of these things (laughs) it's like you know it's like mortgage time you know sorry Uh, but like it is literally like it could be 150 bucks for a flipping house and you're like what why but then obviously there's different ways to gain these and you know i realize but it's time and it takes a while but it's like 
damn man like people would spend money like, even if they just put it on for a fraction they would spend money they would buy that stuff people buy skins for things you know they would do it it would just be a what good if, way to make money honestly as well for the game what about going one more than just a house um final fantasy brought in i think it's oh. uh, get your own island that you develop over a period of time and you could do farming there and you can and and, and you can and you develop it so if they kind of mash those two features together because at the moment that they have housing which is separate and your house which is uh, um, and the island which is separate you can't really necessarily customize the island as much as you can at all it has a kind of like a set path progression think about like how we do the guild hall whereby you can update it update it update it and that's it you can't really mess about with it and if you have like a like a, 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 a hybrid version of that where we have an island with a commander you've you, you've won the you've won the war you've saved the world here go on holiday have an island and you and you like develop your own little island kingdom with your house on it and it yeah. could integrate crafting and all the elements of the game that are kind of needing some love you know what island's nice this time of year mm -hmm. chlor island but you could no, use I themed could. islands from the game oh, that would like be fun. rebuild it after rebuild. the destruction of, Z uh, of oh, that could be a, a cool great. guild wars too guild hall i mean honestly we've talked about it a lot and the guild hall system i I really do feel like while well, the guild halls are beautiful and I don't want to discredit the work that's gone into them, like we've talked about, right? Um, mm -hmm. I just don't think that development time is the best spent. I, no. I do think that the teams that are working on something like that should be working on that feature, yeah. but in a way that is accessible to every single player, right? So even if they truly put in something like flexible scaling for these guild halls so that they could either be owned by a guild and you could wrap banners and stuff or you as an individual could capture and have them and then if they started releasing you know sets of smaller scale ones so that you could you know either work for the big ones or the smaller ones or whatever kind of worked for you in that regard and yeah. rescaled some of the build up because um yeah the new island sanctuary stuff that they did in final fantasy was really fun it's kind of bare bones as it is right now um in that like you were like fornax was saying it's a very set progression so there's not a lot of customization options it's not like you can free place things there are like specific plots of land that you uncover and over time can kind of like place different buildings on and there's you know cute little animal capture game and you can get some things and, and grow them for crops so it's a good starting point and i think they were really trying to emulate something like stardew valley or these farm sims that are so popular harvest moon you know there are so many of them mm. animal crossing right where people really enjoy that kind of um relaxed customizable content where they can feel like they have a little corner of the world to themselves so i yeah. would really love to see them transform this guild hall shenanigan into something like housing because i think that longer term that's going to be a larger draw for players that are interested in this game you're going to see more of it out there in the world um and the halls that they have are gorgeous and i honestly love the progression and build up system and all that kind of stuff because i'm a sucker for that i love upgrading places i love repairing ruins i love those sorts of things but as it is right now such a small fraction of the player base really is going to engage with that and so many people are going to be dissuaded from engaging with it 
even if they manage to capture one of the guild halls, because the upgrade process is so long and time and resource invested. So, and then on top of that, there's not that many furnishing items, and you have to also level scribe, and it's a whole other thing, right? So, I want to see them tear down all those walls. I want to see them just start to really develop this into a feature that's accessible for people. They have all the foundation work. Wow, look at me with all these housing puns. They have all the foundation work, you know? But it's just one of those things where right now it is a cool, it's a cool thing that's in the game, but it is not like a selling point feature of the game. And more and more the MMO community is looking for personal housing in their games some people won't engage with it don't care about it that's fine but it really is i think for um the genre becoming a kind of foundational feature that we're seeing more yeah. and more it's an it isn't expected yeah. it's almost like yeah it's just like with mmos now it's on that list right different classes open world dungeons raids whatever and then housing is just one of those things where you kind of a lot of people do you're right um, and even as someone who's not into decorating there are systems in the guild hall that they could translate into personal housing like the the portals where it will take you to like a world boss or take you to the fractals or a dungeon and a raid and all that stuff so i think even for people who aren't big on the decoration side of player housing i think there are still certain elements that uh, i and others would find benefit from too i mean like if you think about um so you're playing the game with your friends. You might not necessarily like be great at combat, be great at raids and dungeons and stuff, but you want to share in the experience of being in that world with someone else because, you know, they love it and you do like it, but it's difficult for you to engage in things like combat and everything like that. You can find it's just another way of having a different player base in the game, honestly. It's just it opens up so many new people to come and play the game. Like, you know, Rift back in the day, we had I, we had a guild... And there was someone in our guild um, who basically was went on TV, like went at the time, I guess, on it. Would, there was a TV show, but then it was also a stream. And they would literally just like go around people's houses and do gut like tours, like just tour people's houses on stream. And it would be like a weekly stream that, that you know, they did in the community and be like, how cool is that? It's like Cribs back in the day like on tv and just like taking people around this is my you know this is my beer room or whatever but it was so cool and you just like try and get all these different things from like raids you can get different things like you know chairs like specific things like patterns and you'd be like now we can build this thing that shows off the yeah sure and good also we got this statue that says we killed this boss but no one really gives an f like it's like if you've got this table and chairs that you've crafted because you got the materials from this raid it's like all kind of connects and it's just so i don't know there's just a lot to it and it really when you go and look at housing like there's a massive there's so many massive streamers a good friend of mine uh ninja um he your friend ninja monkey ninja. no no his name's ninja monkey yeah no ninja <laughs> would have been very random suddenly switches from i know he does like you know fortnite and stuff and then plays final fantasy 11 or whatever but like that would be a real big jump <laughs> like eso housing but like my friend like um, ninja monkey does just housing streams and he will show you how he puts these gems and stuff together in ways where you can because of the mod system you can like take away um 
collision, for example, and you can put fit different items together to make them look like different things. Like people have created like Castle Grayskull from He-Man and stuff. And then, like, and then it becomes this art project almost where you're creating yeah. scenes, you're creating, you know, things in the game maybe that people can visit and be like, wow, this is so cool. Like I remember someone created like a Terminator and stuff in here. So I'm just like, what? How long would they have taken for them to do that? That is a person in the game spending hours upon hours doing this. And it's not just a couple of people. It's a shit ton of people. They just love creating stuff, you know, and they yeah. can do it in the game. So it's, it's just... You do it in guild halls. There's a lot of stream... Uh, yeah. A lot of projects <laughs> like that. No, I mean, I, yeah. I've, I've... Okay, all right. <laughs> it's, it's, but, very it's very yeah, limited. I mean... <laughs> It's cool yeah. what they do, but oh, no, I will I'm say... not saying what they do isn't cool. I'm saying that the, wow, it Jabber, is I can't very limited. <laughs> I'm definitely not saying that. They're very talented, but like, but you're right. It it's is very limited, limited compared to some things like, for example, Fallout seventy six, which is oh, an Fallout MMO. Four, the settlement. Oh, well, that's not an Dragon MMO Valley. though. But Fallout seventy six is technically an MMO. Oh, <laughs> where... <laughs> that was the group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, follow Stardew Valley or Minecraft. Um, uh, yeah, but like but, we're talking, we're talking live service games as well. Technically, Fallout was. Yeah, but Fallout seventy six is a MMO yes. where I I, I want to say the point of it is to make Absolutely. player housing. Yeah, <laughs> settlement building is exactly the same as it is in Fallout four. It's yeah. fucking amazing. I love Deborah's Zelma just building. not going to give you that Fallout 76. No, 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 I am. I've got Fallout 76. No, it's exactly the same, though. It is the but same. Fallout I'm just 4 saying. isn't... Yeah, that's not an MMO, though, Fallout 4, right? No, no, no. But, yeah, like, I'm okay. just saying, like, it's the same system, that's all. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you, I didn't know you played Fallout 76. Uh, I know. I don't. I do. Oh, I what? Do how do you do know that. it's good I, then? I, I play Fallout 4, but I know I've, I've seen things about <laughs> Fallout 76. <laughs> I do play Fallout 4. This... So now, so you now I can't tell you. so long to make your point about Fallout 76. Look. You ever won't stop harping on Fallout 4. And then you turn around and you're like, yeah, I never even played. Yeah, no, I don't know that I can't I played Fallout 4, though. Um, but it's the same system, so it's, it's okay. It's the same system. It's, it's okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We're all friends yeah. now. It's okay. The point is, I'm trying system. so hard to relate things to MMOs, and it's tough. It's, it's good. No, I mean, Fallout 76, whatever the ridiculous release and everything else with that, right? I think it does go to show that whether or not you are skinning your farm sim slash sort of resource hoarding, upgrading, personalization game, whether you're okay. skinning it in a... <laughs> in like of an end of the world hardcore apocalypse or a super cute <laughs> little adorable seaside town mm. um there is a player base that wants that and wants to enjoy it and mmos are an excellent medium for it because you, you get can to show it, show off. it off <laughs> exactly okay i i would i would add another element um ishgardian uh, restoration mm. um so in final fantasy um there's a whole uh, a whole a civilization has been at war for an inordinate period of time, and that that the the city has been systematically destroyed over generations, and the player base comes together. I, I literally physically came together all the crafters to rebuild an entire district and open up a new housing section for players to purchase new housing in, and there are so many um, areas 
in the old world in vanilla that that could be restored to their former glory that, that that players could feel like they have agency they could put the use of crafting to play they could have stories related to it and then as a community as a push we could open up housing in that capacity so that it's genuinely um vested in the world in the story and it's it's kind of evergreen content is my thoughts a living breathing world where you can build houses uh <laughs> Yeah, I like it. Okay, we're going to shift it. We could do an entire podcast on that, I believe, but I will move it. Um, mm. Now, sailing boats, I know we have fishing and we have oh. skiffs. I still go back to something we talked about ages ago when we were talking about battles. <laughs> like, you know, and, and my idea for this was, was Arcage. And I do, I do remember talking about the crafting of the ship and the boat specifically being one of my favorite things. But in, in Arcage, so if you've never played Arcage before, Arcage would Arcage was basically probably the best MMORPG that got fucked over the most by its developers uh, and publishers because they just wanted to make money. If, it would, if they didn't mess people over with some of the systems, it probably would be genuinely one of the best MMORPGs ever released because... The systems in that game are so good with housing and so good with things like ships and just the world being this one thing that you just wander around and you don't go through instances. And you're just like, I can literally sail from one part of the map to the other. But during that time, I can also be a pirate and not be in a faction. And I can be a pirate on the seven seas of whatever the fuck it's called. And I can rob people and I can do trade routes and I can properly role play as like a merchant seaman or whatever they're called. <laughs> um, but like, it was, it was just so good. Like even from inception of building ship to then having the ship, different ships as well, sailing the ship and then being able to use gliders to like glide from ship to ship and have battles and also cannons. It was just like... It was like playing Sea of Thieves inside an MMORPG. It was so good. And I'm just wondering, is that something that could be good in Guild Wars 2? What about sailing? Can you sail from different, like, areas of Tyria and have fun that way? Or just in maps? Would be, is it even needed? Is it a thing that's cool and fun? You need a, you need a new map for it. Yeah, um, I think that absolutely. would be fitting for a fourth world versus world map. That's yeah, the best yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't have to be PVE at all, specifically. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think that we talked about this, right? We talked yeah. about. Yeah, we, we've mentioned how there's currently a missing world versus world map because there's a duplicate of of one map, um, <gasps> and like the battle aisles, and like there's a lot of new assets and stuff. Um, expansion four, I think that would be a really cool uh, <laughs> to world versus world if there was like we had this area where there was kind of aquatic combat where you had ships and you could kind of play that role play value of like having that, that ship clash and then like gliding and you have jump pads over to try to like land on the enemy yeah, ship and then fight them that. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of stuff you could do with ship content and you could bring it to PVE as well, but I couldn't see it being competitive. Maybe just as like, you have the unending ocean. Maybe there's just like a long strip of map where like there's a bunch of fishing holes or little islands that you could like 
anchor and go and like find the treasure there and then also use it as like an in real world transition from like alona to cantha and all that stuff and like and for some reason there's pirate activity there between players because it's like the wilderness in uh in runescape for whatever reason <laughs> hey, i'm i'm there Damn. i'm i realize international this... waters I, anything yeah goes. exactly and you know throw those dice go for it i don't think that being interesting pve content like mm-hmm. open world bosses that you like fish out and you have to like cannon fire the boss down i appreciate yeah. everyone inputting on this i do realize this is a very jebro thing that i've added <laughs> and like but well, i i think we have talked about it before but i actually enjoy it i think this is a very cool system one of the things that i think is difficult with this system is that i i don't think you have to have designed a game with this in mind from the get-go but i certainly think that it massively helps like so much if you have designed a game around something like this not only for the actual map structure design etc right but to also to get players to buy into some kind of new larger scale system that i assume they would have to and maybe they wouldn't they might be able to do this in a different way right but in my mind when i envision this i imagined that like you would get a ship you would upgrade it you'd have your little crew kind of sea of thieves-esque or warframe which did this um pseudo recently and then like we kind of talked about not so long ago you would take that out it'd be on the world versus world map or whatever you know you'd have maybe different types of cannons that you could equip or or whatever you would do with that so whether or not you would have to have some kind of like larger scale build up before that i don't know maybe they could just put you in generic ships each week and you could just you know and and that could just be a thing and you could do some cool stuff too with that where you could use skiffs in the mode where if there were one of the things they did in warframe was that they tried to tie in these like jetpacky kind of things that you used these like wings these like jetpack wings that you had that really they had not used in content for a very long time and so they integrated these things where you'd have the crew that was manning the ship and trying to repair it and find you'd have somebody on either side of the cannons or you know whatever it was and they had this as a pve mode but i think it could work for pvp as well and as you went around, you would come across different types of like resources that you could collect, or there might be little skirmishes, or in like an ocean, there might be, um, you know, little islands or something where you'd have to hop in, pile everybody in your skiff, and then try to like race there. So you could use the, you know, speed boost thing with your team or whatever to try and get Wait, there. Wait, can you just do the. Uh... Yeah, you do like this okay. uh, to try and get there fastest. I mean, that reminded and... me of Final Fantasy <laughs> the, the, with the thingamajigs as well. <laughs> yeah, All and right. like try to harvest or claim or, you know, um, fight over whatever that island would be that would appear in whatever, you know, random generation. So... All of this, I think they could do in Guild Wars 2. <laughs> Just a few ideas there, Rook, by the way. Well, <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, let's go. Fucking all of it. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing, though. I, I liked those concepts, and I actually thought the content was cool, but it was a massive system that they introduced to the game. And as far as I know, it hasn't really gone anywhere. Yeah. It was huge, but it just kind of, I, maybe I'm very wrong. And because I've, I haven't played Warframe a ton since they introduced yeah. it, but the impression that I've gotten is that people thought it was really novel at first and it just like, no one really does anything. Wait, with what it was anymore. novel in, in what? Sorry. The, the ship fights and the, the arc wings and everything else. I'll, I'll say yeah. this. 
I'll say I remember proposing because of the fact that we got ships. Uh, we got we we're getting skiffs. We were getting skiffs back when EOD was being announced. We were getting skiffs. And we were getting turtles with multiple riders and cannons being able. I said, "Hey, we could have pirate ships now. That's the next step." That said, and and all these things can be implemented technologically. The only issue is, does Guild Wars Two need Sea of sea Thieves as a game mode in World in? Uh, <laughs> in Guild Wars aspects. 2 yeah, does, yes, does it need another yes it, yes it does game, or, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm it does I don't know if it does, does I think that's the, thing. the sake I of mean, World vs. Yeah. World's longevity if like one of the existing maps was updated to have more water or something and then there was a new one that better accommodated it there is something missing for World versus World updates beyond the Alliance system, yeah. that I feel like it needs there's there has to be something new to really spice up the scene, mm-hmm. and you could yeah. structure it in a way where it is more meaningful to have those fights, and it's maybe that one map is like that's all that it's about, and it's really hyper focused, um, and you could build guild ships instead of like having a guild effort to build a God guild hall, it. you have a guild ship, and then like <laughs> I want it now. I think there, there's a I lot want of this mecha- feature. <laughs> There are a lot of mechanical nuances yeah. that I think could possibly revitalize world versus world to some extent, hmm. but it also could go the way of stronghold. Where yeah, it's like, that's it. Where it probably like, would. Honestly, people just have the yeah. amount of time very it took, fixated. People still are. It's still hard to get like world change. versus worlders to go on desert borderlands. And putting them on a water world borderlands would be very difficult of a sell. People don't like change. But it's tough because, I mean, look at the world versus world community, though. They have been crying out for new content for so long, and they deserve new content. But, I mean, this really is a big question. I don't think it's a bad idea to think about these things. And I think the community has to be willing to give them a true, genuine shot and provide feedback Mm -hmm. if they decide to do this once they're through the beta. Because if this is a game mode that we want to be multifaceted and given, you know, a big amount of weight and to get new people into and to have variation and variety, then they have to experiment and they have to try new formulas for it. They could just release four more maps that are the exact same content, but people are going to get bored of those. You know what I mean? It's something where if it's going to be a game mode, I think you have to grow and evolve and add facets and different things to that game mode. And something like this does not sound like a bad idea. It sounds brilliant if it's done well and if the community will buy into it, but it would be a massive amount of development. And like everybody's saying, I worry that, you know, if it comes down to it and people have the option, like, oh, which map are we going to be on or whatever, they'd be like, oh, not the boats. I hate the boats. And then just, you yeah. know, yeah. or we're just completely avoided or wouldn't play for the week or whatever it is if they tried to get people to invest in that specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's, it's always a decision based on the amount of... Um man hours that they're going to put dev work towards uh in new content right there so if it was part of a an expansion where this is the big selling feature maybe it's worth it if they really go all in on this new game mode um but at least in pve i'm saying um but i don't know i don't know if they have enough 
work to do on other aspects of the game that I don't know if it's something that they could really devote their time towards. And again, this isn't a like this. Sometimes in this with this specifically, it doesn't have to be. We don't have to think specifically about like the doability and whether or not it necessarily needs it. I guess yeah, it's good to have enough, that conversation. I think it was like a. For me, it was like also that it was a fun well, I mean, conversation whole, that we had for sure. The conversation it is, is, it is, it what is. could we add and what should we hey, add, right? I'm just, I'm just, well, yeah, could. I mean, could. First person could, shooter. Could. We could add everything to Guild Wars well, 2, and it, it already is almost everything. It just needs creepy thieves now, too. Creepy, yeah, that's it. Creepy, do say the first, <laughs> sh- first person shooter part, but in Star Trek Online, no word of a lie, they tried to add it. They add. They made wow. it so you could pull into the character, and they made it in a first person. Didn't really and I guess work. It's ESL. Yeah, yeah, first person, and it works. It actually doesn't work too badly, but <laughs> it's the Guild Wars Two first person is just for screenshots. Um, <laughs> the ships. It would need to be balanced with aquatic and land. That's that's all I'm gonna say. There we go. Oh, that's all you're gonna say. That we we'll, we'll come up with a future podcast. Sorry, go on, phonics. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, World of Warcraft kind of flirted with at least a element of ships with island expeditions whereby you'd go off on a ship you'd and you'd arrive at an island and there would be um resource harvesting and enemy farming basically so i mean it, it depends how far down the ship route you want to do you could have it as a purely um random spawn jump on a boat, get somewhere, have some resources to, mm. for a bit of variety. Or you could have it as detailed as actually, I mean, I can sail. My dad taught me how to sail. You could actually have it like how to sail and have races and technical points. And and it could be a, a little discipline all of its own. Um, Hell yeah. Or you could have it as an extension of housing. Yeah. So you have a houseboat. Mm, I think yeah? we talked about this. Oh my I think god! We said this a long time ago. I remember we were talking about houseboats. <laughs> and it was, I think, and I think great minds think alike because that is a, a fantastic suggestion. I think mm. uh, that's wonderful. And you said races, so I think subconsciously boots was already in. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> you sold you sold boots there with races. Mm. There okay. was something that Jebro mentioned, which we don't need to go into because honestly, I think we've harped on it so much and we've made our opinions very clear on it. But Jebro mentioned screenshots, which leads me to photo mode. I would love a photo mode in yeah. this game. Please give me a photo mode. The end. A lot of other games have photo modes. I would like a photo <laughs> mode for Guild Wars 2. I Thank you. I just downloaded a photo <laughs> mode add-on for WoW to get a thumbnail. And it's honestly so fun. <laughs> Yeah, I would. It's it, so fun. To the do only that reason I don't want it is because I'd be using it too much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the J bots could act like it, but like you can't go in first. Person. We had that disappointment street post stream conversation, Chris. <laughs> we had that conversation. It is was too devastating because is the reason why we don't have it because of competitive modes. They're afraid to like sneak behind walls or something and see stuff. You can't or... go on a Jade bot when you're a competitive mode. Nah, it doesn't it's mean it's it, it, they said something about they didn't give us a specific reason I think they just I can't remember if they did I don't think, I think they gave us reasons why they weren't existing in the world all the time but they didn't say why we couldn't use it as a screenshot in different areas well, yeah, that's, those really. are just the terminals I'm just yeah. talking about can I scroll in one more click to go yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah no I know what you mean yeah. oh by the way yeah, for nice. the henchman idea just scrolling back real quick wow. <laughs> Uh, we have ten years ago. 
You could just have uh, ma- turn all mini pets into combat pets. <laughs> oh, wow, Adam. Wow, had combat pets. Like, you know, that was cool. Yeah. And then um, you can have a swarm of them and they could behave like pocket raptors. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, there isn't, there is a few bits and pieces here. I kind of want to hark on some, uh, some biggies that I think are really, really good in other MMOs and we can, we can briefly talk about these if we want to. Um, something in New World uh, and other games, uh, they introduce a new weapon, for example. Um, weapon becomes the focus of the new content. So Guild Wars, uh, so New World just had uh, Brimstone Sands, which just came out. Huge new map, which is twice the size of one of the maps, um, similar to uh, Everfall, if you know that. Um, and this whole new region, whole new theme, new storyline. The game is basically bang. It's top notch at the moment. But they brought a weapon with it. So you can, they didn't extend levels like they, or anything like that. But in New World, you have to level weapons, and it's a long process. It's not quick. Um, and that's kind of what they've done with releasing a new map. You know, there's new quests, there's new experience, and there's new mobs to kill. Um, so this experience goes towards that. But the new weapon means new gameplay, new ways of playing the game in all of the different modes, PvE, dungeon, etc., etc. There's a tank side to the weapon that you can rank up. There's a DPS side to the weapon you can level up. So there's all these different builds you can come up with. Guild Wars 2 has not had a new weapon. <laughs> it's got new weapons for classes, um, and which change the ability, give you brand new abilities, but it doesn't bring new weapons in. And that's something that I thought is actually quite a big one. And I know obviously bringing new classes in, new races in, all that kind of stuff. Um, and Truth is like waving their finger. So do you want to start on this? Mm-mm. They brought in the gunblade. That's technically <laughs> a new weapon. <laughs> I, not I really no. <laughs> no I think it looks like a great sword and a combo with a gun so it's kind of like you know but it actually does function that Smith, it does function as a new weapon and but it's it doesn't not no, just, but it's not something it's not that you it's not a gear it's not gear though it's it's, it's like enough. it's like a kit is it enough it, though, Kruf? I mean, that's the thing. It's enough of a new weapon for me okay. because it Is didn't it? stop there. Yeah, there was another true. profession mechanic attached to so it. So wait, T.O., T.O., if, if Engineer got one wait, what, new what kit... What did you say? T.O.? Yeah, T-O. time out. Oh, okay, sorry. I was like, what? If, did people if say this engineer, in <laughs> If Engineer, in, a, in their new profession, let's say, in their new late spec, got one new kit, you'd say... Oh, that's enough of a weapon for me. That's a new yeah, weapon. Yeah, but that's okay. Well, that's, it honestly, is that's it's why the question. Fire. That's it's why the skills. question. That's why the question is important as well. Because so I will. I'll, I'll just take this weapons apart a little are bit. Very different in Guild Wars Two as well. Yeah, so this is a little bit. Yeah. So there is that. Like there's, there's like you can get the kit which can act as a weapon with five skills. Cool. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. You also fair. can't change the look of it. You can't. No, that's true. But like with, mm-hmm. with this, we're talking about for Guild Wars 2 specifically for you as well and even for people listening or watching wherever, like maybe you don't need a new weapon, but maybe we do. And there's loads of different opinions. No one's right or wrong we about do. this. Just we do. By the no, way. we do. You know, oh, okay. There are people who <laughs> are just, right and that, that is the people <laughs> saying that we need new weapons because I, we need I new agree. weapons. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where there Guild Wars 2 is in a unique situation, right? The fact that there is such flexibility with weapon types in the game and the fact that adding a new weapon is not so simple as just we add a new weapon and then 
one class gets it and it's just a cosmetic thing for them and all their gameplay is otherwise set, right? Mm -hmm. So there is a mm -hmm. lot that they have to take into consideration for this. But I do think, again, we get new elite specializations and sometimes it is just a matter of, well, they didn't have access to this weapon before, so now they have access to this weapon. But for the future of the game, and if they are going to do another 10 years of this game, we need additional interesting things, you know? We need additional interesting weapons. We need to see how those weapons then could even add more avenues for other elite specializations and other classes. They can put restrictions on them. They don't even have to honestly do real-world weapons. Mm. This is something that I've seen recently with Final Fantasy XIV, which I appreciated. They started just doing their own fantasy weapons, you know? You have your, like astrologians have this weapon that's like their ast astrolabe or whatever it's called. You say ass. It's, <laughs> no, it's this, it's this <laughs> astroglade <laughs> thing. It's like this floating it's divination so instrument, you know? Oh, and okay. it, it spirals around and then you have like a sheath of cards that I you draw. I do like that. It's cool. So, I mean, they can do nice. fantasy weapons. I mean, Sage, which is another healer, has these things that they, they dubbed newliths which are these sort of floating little nice. things that they control with magic. They're not, not they're kind of not laser guns. They're like laser guns. They're like little uh, okay. magical crystals, essentially, that you can focus magic through and then Ooh. shoot lasers out of. So, I mean, nice. they can absolutely just start doing whatever and start adding in some world unique types of fantasy weapons and i think it would just open up more possibilities for everything but i'd like to see more down the road and i i you know it's not again a brand new feature because they have added weapons before and they have a lot of weapons in the game but i do think they should add more uh, i'm just trying to put this through the lens of guild wars 2's design because it is mm. definitely different when looking at other classes which are extremely rigid like with 14 it's like um astrologians have that astro globe glade thing and it's so cool looking that i the reason why i consider the blade sworn to have a quote-unquote new weapon is because that's how i feel like it would be the most organic way for them to add new weapon designs and approaches rather than just like oh we gave you a great sword that everyone has it's like you could then have like a specialization for elementalist where they have this cool floating astro globe thing with a bunch of spells swirling around it so that's why i view it as i am content with it because adding a whole new weapon it's like okay then what prof which professions get that weapon is every profession going to get access to that one particular weapon no. what does that mean for the profession identity um and it's a little because there's there's such strict skills as well Mm. with the first five so it's yeah, a little bit point. different of a of a conversation it's difficult. yeah but that being said i think if they were to add anything the aquatic weapons of trident and spear mm -hmm. would be nice to see above yeah. ground spear and give half of the classes trident and half the classes spear hmm. possible absolutely i think that those weapons actually have some of the most unique looking as well as mechanical abilities in the game honestly imagine like, imagine so good. spear people who made the legendary spear finally get to use it on land oh lucky i mean the it is the best weapon the in the game it is the best weapon but there is the some now. abilities like you know the the electrified cage from elemental uh, well, elemental so cool. yeah but like you can <laughs> make a slide, a bit like a seat immobilized it just looks there's some wicked abilities like you could come out of, there's just some really but i guess that's 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with Guild Wars 2, right? And I do take that point on board as well. Like you said, with the Gunblade, like that is a very... Sp- it is kind of like... I know, I know what you're saying, Boots, as well, and I agree with both of you in, these, in both respects. It's a good way for them to appeal to people who do want new weapons by letting them play other classes where they have the opportunity to use something very unique and different that isn't necessarily going to break the game <laughs> in a way where they would have to think about a lot of things as well as the people that that affects as well and also skins everything else and teaching people how to use a brand new weapon so like it would be so like um, i thought about like hollowsmith for example you know when you get into phone forge you technically have this like big ass one-handed sword thing which is like a hollowsmith weapon it's very specific new skills all the things very different you know very unique kits are very similar that's why they don't have it hardly any weapons at all because they've got supplementary weapon skills which are kits which are somewhat unique they're not all great but like you know they're kind of fun um and they do open things up a little bit and they're very unique so it's it's an interesting difficult thing to think about them ever doing i would love to see a new base weapon like like something from that would be they would just add a little bit of i don't know imagine no new a new um the new expansion is more water based and so gonna... <laughs> and everybody gets their water weapons as land weapons and then some land weapons get to be water weapons actually that'd be kind of fun yeah. i'm not gonna lie An like underwater daggers, hammer underwater daggers underwater hammer yeah underwater hammer would be what would you do? wild i <laughs> i won't lie i honestly think that if you lie, it's okay. Some of the, well, I think some of the frustration... Okay, I will lie then. I think that some of the frustration with underwater combat would ease up if they did make it something where your skill set and ability set was fundamentally the same underwater as it was above water. True. I know that there are reasons why, and there's special animations and the, the usage of space and verticality mm. and, and, you know, the, the multidimensional use of space underwater is its own difficult thing as well yeah. to deal with. That's why I think many MMOs have not even tried to do full-on underwater combat but it is one of those things where i think it's particularly jarring for players when they go underwater and it's a completely different skill set that they only use in very specific situations and And it's balanced weirdly and especially with some elite specs like 90 percent of the new elite spec mechanics are unusable underwater (laughs) that's uh if you're an engineer they're just like yeah fuck you yeah. <laughs> it's just well, like mechanist is if like they were, <laughs> if, they, so if they were going to do oh. really try to bring underwater into the game again really try to focus on a diversity of world builds possible future modes like that boat mode for world versus world or whatever i think that would be a necessary step they, they would have to do something to really address underwater combat large yeah. scale you know Agreed. world of warcraft um had an entire underwater expansion and they basically gave the player um as part of the storyline unending breath and this they called it, i think it was sea hmm. sea legs and what it allowed you to yes. do was it allowed you to go and, and and basically traverse the bottom 
of the ocean like you were wearing one of those old-fashioned um diving suits, suits. yeah yeah and but <laughs> they they adjusted it was it was it almost looked like moonwalking as they adjusted the the the, the kind of the, the the physics of the of the movement down there so it you felt boundy like you were you were you had buoyancy but mm-hmm. the combat was 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 um tied to the ground now you could go up and you could use all your skills and you could swim about but if you for the for the easily disorientated like such as myself you could continue yeah. to be on the be- bottom and and use that as a sort of a ground floor and i thought that was a fairly reasonable solution and they did that oh it's my god bad, like donkey years ago yeah cataclysm yeah well yeah. i i like that i like that as well i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to kind of wind us down a bit here. <laughs> oh, that was a good idea as well. Uh, Rita mentioned just at the end there as well. Could we do weapons as mastery points for everyone to access? I oh, mean, there is, is a question. For, uh, there is that question well. uh, We haven't got that much time, honestly. <laughs> no, I think yeah. it's going to be... I might shift some of these over to another another podcast. Um, yeah, but like to Rita Geek's point, yeah, I mean, uh, being unable to unlock weapons for other classes on the core class uh via some way i reckon would be very cool um i would love to have a mace in my build for a core engineer and have a mace shield i actually think that would be a bloody awesome idea to be fair because i really miss the fact oh. that i can't do that um well, I, th- oh, I do agree that elite specs if you train the weapon you should be able to use it at any time but yeah in terms of masteries if i think the problem right now is like profession identity is already being scrubbed and i don't think that yeah, would go true, as if it, it was like it, 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 it'd be although lovely for me in particular for I know, filmmaking yeah. um it's it would be too hard to balance i think okay this has been a great combo i appreciate this this has been awesome there's a load don't get me wrong there is so much more we could talk about i've got other things like i'll just give you an example something else i love from new world they've got you know um instruments that you can play and you can play it like guitar hero and you can basically go through and you've got a mandolin you've got a bass double bass you've got drum kit you've got a uh, guitar and other things as well and you can play in a band with other people you've got a guitar hero-esque kind of thing that comes up on the screen and you can get buffs from it fucking great you know people can play um you know there's mounted combat specifically we're not talking about like just kind of going off the mount we're talking about specifically like spears and like you know just hitting each other while you're kind of on come like on the back of a horse and all this kind of fun stuff um but yeah there's loads of stuff to think about there are some epic uh like kind of questions and stuff that people did have as well um, my brother tweeted at me and it's something that could I wanted to mention this as well uh, he said uh, and, you know the theme was anything in Guild Wars 2 that's not like you know you can't do at the moment to add thank you my brother says any game that has dwarfs of course <laughs> like you want dwarfs in the game yes I agree absolutely that's the only one that matters uh, the question was no I'm joking um but yeah, there's a bunch of questions, and I I would like to potentially go over these at some point. Um, but a lot of people talked about Fantasy 14 as a comparison for a lot of things that could be in Guild Wars 2. I think actually Final Fantasy 14 and ESO specifically were the ones that came up. Uh, different things that could be introduced. I'm, I'm going to read one. Uh, do, 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 do. On the short. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, well, I, I was can... going to read the screenshot one. <laughs> I was gonna, but we've already talked about that. We'll do it another time. That's better. Okay. Otherwise, yeah, we can do a question and answer one specifically. Put your questions down below. Okay, I'll start compiling them. Or if you put them on another video, that's fine. If you the thingy will come up, notification, I can just add it to the question. If you have questions that you would like to ask the Lightbringers about Guild Wars 2, go for it. Something in the comments below, Twitter, I'll put a tweet out as well. If I put, if you are able to comment elsewhere, I don't think you can. Um, you can do that, maybe I'll get that. But if you want to DM me or put, chuck it on the Discord as well. You've got the Lightbringers Discord. You've got my Discord uh, as well for our community. Feel free, all free to do all the things. Um, if you ever have a question for any of these peeps as well and you, they want to bring to the show, then, you know, we're open for these things. As the year starts to kind of wind down a bit in terms of create content that's coming out, there's going to be, you know, we're going to be grabbing at subjects. So if you have any subjects you would like us to embellish on that we've also talked about in the past, then feel free to offer your suggestions. But otherwise, we're going to end it there. Thank you, everyone, so much for watching uh, and being here and taking part in the podcast today. Uh, but it's what you do where you do it. Remind us, please. Boots. UML World Avengers on YouTube, also on Twitter and uh here and on other podcasts like host of Asklon sometimes and maybe a uh, tea time on sunday and uh yeah see you later cool rookery hello i'm rookery that's spelled r-o-o-k-u-r-i uh you can find me over on twitch.tv rookery on youtube as well where i do a bunch of playthroughs and other content and on twitter at rookery underscore uh we've been doing a lot of fun stuff this week i had the pleasure of being over on the official final fantasy 14 channel for their episode of duty commenced um that they do for their community uh outreach and things like that it was so much fun if you missed the vod be sure to check it out and there will be more coming on all our platforms and all kinds of other fun things so keep an eye out as always because like i always say if i'm not live on my own channel i'm probably doing something somewhere else and we try our best to make sure that everybody knows uh, and can follow along wherever that might be awesome thank you very much grief have one i'm Kroof. i do a lot of youtube videos over on YouTube where you can find the Akroof, a lot of Gilders 2 and other MMOs. And you can also find me here on Twitch streaming throughout the week. In fact, after this, I will be going and making soup and then doing a live reaction to the Balance Philosophy because I have not watched it yet. So if you're around... That might be a short show. (laughs) It's okay, I can talk a lot. But thank you for inviting me. I had a blast. Catch y'all next time. Short but worth it because Kroof is very epic at talking about the balance things and class stuff. It's very technical. <laughs> Been making some good build videos as of late, as well as boot sounds as well. So make sure you check those out. Please make sure you go into the description, check out our awesome people. I would appreciate that. I'm sure that people do uh, filter into people's content in the description. Appreciate it. <gasps> Last but certainly not least, Fornax. What do you do when you do it? I don't know. Proof is just cracking up in the background. <laughs> I thought you were going to skip over Fornax again. What? No! It's going to stick me again. God wow. damn it. Wow. Oh. Every time. Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Fornax. Heartbroken. I don't know how I'll recover. Um, so I'm Fornax. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Fornax. I'm the Crichton Herald. Mm. I do a lot of Guild Wars 12. A lot. 
might be a bit of a stretch at the moment, but I do Guild Wars 2 content. I do fashion. I do guides. I talk about the law. Um, and I'm going to be doing some live streaming this weekend. So please come and join me and talk to me in the chat. Um, and that's it. And oh, yeah. And this is my bits and pieces. So there you go. Bits and pieces live. Thank you, Fornax, for welcome. showing your bits and pieces live. On wow, you're about to get banned, Emma. <laughs> I mean, people could see that that Dang. was the case. It may be banned on Anchor or like Spotify or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> all of the places. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. I don't know why I take a magazine, breathe in. I don't need to do that. Um, I am Jebro. Jebro Uni on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Jebro Unity on Twitch, obviously, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the things. Um, if you want to come and check out our community, I very much appreciate it. is very sporadic at the moment, I realize that. Um, and we're playing loads of different stuff. Let's Guild Wars 2 at the moment. Um, I've been checking out other games, and other than the Lightbringers podcast on a Friday is a staple, which is not going away. It's going to be here every Friday as long as I can you know get in and do the things after my meetings uh but otherwise yeah we've got our subathon this week uh saturday which changed it to a one day event and it's actually going for 14 hours for one day if we get all the things added so subs patreon things bits tips all the things <gasps> yes come along have some fun uh it's gonna be big guild wars too we're gonna have a few other games as well um loads of different stuff to try out and this is gonna be hanging out it's halloween as well so maybe uh if we get some girls done i will dress up as some specific things I have wigs, so. Oh, you'll need them. I've got two wigs. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. See you next week. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops. Everyone's like covered with Spotify now. Oh, dear. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, I'm liking you in the face. Bye. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for watching this episode of Lightbringers Podcast. Actually, funnily enough, it's episode 30. And you know what 30 means. Goodbye. 30?